So you're a philosopher? Yes. 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 I think very deeply. I think very deeply. I think very deeply. All right, as you know, thank you once again. This is KG. Doing another podcast. It's going to be a real brief one today. You listen to Just KG. Hope you like that little flavor I kicked right there at the beginning of the podcast. I'm going to touch on basically two things. The Gavi Lewis Award Banquet Ceremony is coming up Tuesday, March 27th at the Bayou City Events Center. Um, if anybody wants to attend as my guest at my table, Hit me up on email or on Twitter. I think I have room for about four, maybe five more people at the table. So first come, four people hit me up on Twitter. We'll get the, the uh, crack at it. Things going well for the ceremony. The uh, media is going to be there in attendance, you know, as a member of the media. If it's free food involved, you can say free food will be served. So should have a good turnout out there. Rockets on the road in Dallas. So should have a Texans, of course, are not in season, except for free agency season in NFL. So should be a good turnout out there covering the event. We got the footage all set up. Thanks to Todd Freed. He's done a bang-up job with the highlight clips of the 10 young men who are our finalists for the inaugural Gavi Lewis Award. Its doors open at uh, reception starts at 7. We're looking at probably going from 7 to 9, maybe a little bit longer. You know how things go. But hopefully 7 to 9 will be a good event. Everybody hopefully will enjoy it. And um, it's the first of what we hope is many. Gabby Lewis Award banquets that we have will we'll hold every year annually to award the uh, top boy high school player in the greater Houston area. Player of the year on the fella side, and, and who knows? I'm not sure how far down the line, but maybe we'll start having a uh, banquet for the uh, girls high school player of the year as well. Because, you know, we, we are the greater Houston basketball committee. This is our first year as a committee. We are starting with the fellas first, and then if a response is good, sponsorship interest is good, then we hopefully will have a girls uh, banquet down the line. Once again, this is KG of the Houston Round Ball Review. Thank you, as always, for listening. Tell your friends about the podcast. I'm working on a few things, and we'll see how they go. May have, uh, I'm just working on a few things. Won't go into more details because there's not much that I want to give away just yet. Denver is a few days away for me on the ladies' side. Men's Final Four in New Orleans. Uh, a few of the spots are already wrapped up. We got three teams in the men's final four, Kentucky, with their 82-7 win over Baylor uh, Sunday afternoon, joins Louisville, Boston should be a great matchup in semifinals of Louisville and Kentucky, and then Ohio State awaits the uh, North Carolina Kansas winner, the game is about to tip off momentarily. We'll talk mostly about the Rockets, they had a good, a good week, they uh, had a great, great comeback victory over the Lakers on Tuesday, March 20th. They were down about ooh, 11 points or so. with about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter, and they came back on that ball game. Kudos to Chandler Parsons. Rookie forward is doing a great job. He's coming on. He's playing great defense. He has no fear. He's not a great outside shooter yet. His shot is still flat, but he has no fear of taking and making big shots. He did a, made a lot of big-time shots in clutch situations in college of Florida. And he's carried that over 
with the Rockets. So kudos to him. Heck, he's even, he's even seen time at playing uh, point guard when uh, Coach Kevin McHale tries to give Goran Dragic some much-needed rest. And when Courtney Fortson is not doing a great job and McHale wants to get more size and have Chandler Parsons to bring all to the floor and have Chandler run the offense, he's a very good passer. And I think Rockets fans are very happy with Del Moy's selection of Chandler Parsons. Other things, Moy, hey, Jabo, general manager, you're not going to be 100% right, and hopefully you're not going to be 100% wrong. He made a few mistakes, deal for Chance Williams, deal for getting a shink to beat Johnny Flynn, putting rid of those guys. Those guys are gone. Got a good pick in Chandler Parsons, better pick than uh, Marcus Morris. So, kudos to the Rockets' victory over the Lakers on Thursday. They just destroyed the woeful Golden State Warriors. The game was over in the first quarter. Basically, the final score was 109-83, and the game wasn't that close. Rockets played well. Played well Saturday night in uh, Texas two-step versus uh, in-state rival Dallas Mavericks. Game went over time. Rockets had chances to win. Mavs had chances to win. Rockets came back. Forced overtime. Chandler Parsons hit a t- game time three. Chase Budding had a chance to hit a game-winning three. To make a game winning three in overtime, but the shot bounced off. Rockets lost his maps from 101 to 99. Now, to show you how tightly contested the Western Conference standings are for the top eight playoff spots, before Saturday's game, the Rockets were tied for fifth. With their loss to the Mavs, the Rockets are now ninth with a 26 23 record. It's only a half game out of the eighth spot behind the Denver Nuggets and the Utah Jazz, who were tied for the seventh and eighth spots. So if things is tight, Rockets have another home game on Monday night versus the sorry Sacramento Kings. That should be a win. Rockets need to, definitely need to get beat the teams that they're supposed to beat, and the Kings are one of those teams. Then they go on the road to uh, Dallas on Tuesday. They played the Mavs three times in the regular season. Only home game was on Saturday. It was yesterday. Next two matches with the Mavs will be in Big D. After the game on Tuesday, they'll come home, play the Grizzlies. That's a battle for a team that's, you know, fighting for playoff spots. And then Sunday on the first at home, once again, they'll play the Indiana Pacers. And then head out on a four-game road trip beginning Monday with the, in my opinion, the best overall team in the NBA a game versus Chicago Bulls. Bulls great defense. Then it goes to, from Chicago and the Bulls to the Lakers on Friday the 6th, then Sacramento on the 8th, and Portland on the 9th. So those are four games afterwards. So we'll see how things go. The Rocks right on that. The teetering in and out of the playoffs. There's a chance for them to have one first-round pick, or a chance to have as many as three first-round picks based on how other things, other teams go. And if other teams, Knicks, Mavs, make the playoffs based on those conditions of the draft picks. While watching the Rockets-Mavs game last night, it, it, uh, it occurred to me. The Rockets finally have some guys who are willing and able to play defense. Chandler Parsons being one of them. Newly acquired veteran center Marcus Canby, who did a great job defending Dirk Nowitzki last night. Dirk didn't make buckets in the fourth quarter in overtime, uh, mostly against Canby's defense. And then Courtney Lee got after it 
uh, defending Jason Terry, going back and forth, going defending Terry and Jason Kidd. So those three guys really show up the Rockets' individual defense and the team defense as a whole. Clearly, Courtney Lee is a better overall player, in my opinion, especially on defensive end, than the, uh, oh, how can we call him? Kevin Martin. I won't go into name calling. Just Kevin Martin, who's injured, feelings are hurt, shoulders bothering him. Courtney Lee is playing much better. Rockets' defense has improved since Kevin Martin has sat down with injury. Kyle Lowry is still trying to overcome, so working toward improving, improving his health over the bacterial infection. Mentioned today by Dallas Fagan, B. Ryder, uh, Rockets B. Ryder in the Chronicle, that Kyle Lowry is at least one or two weeks away, and maybe even more than that, from just being able, being cleared to practice, let alone getting more time before he plays in games. But Goran Dragic has done a fantastic job manning the offense, running the offense, scoring when needed, making clutch threes, then making good passes in addition to his teammates for great assists. Dragic, Rockets' offense has not missed a beat. When the Rockets are passing the ball, good ball movement, good player movement, they're winning ball games. The games in March, their assist total in their victories is about 25 per game. In the losses, it's only about 20 assists per game. So you, so you can see the difference that the good ball movement and higher assist totals does in helping the Rockets win ball games. And that goes for any team, naturally. Good ball movement, easier shots, more open shots you have, the better chances of making those open looks. So we'll see how it all plays out for the rest of the season. The Rockets have only 17 games left in the regular season, and they got to make some hay. They're probably going to need, in my opinion, they're 26 and 23 right now. I'll say 38 wins will probably get them into the playoffs. So that means 12 and 5. That's going to be hard to do. So I'll say 36 to 38 wins will probably get them in the playoffs. Honestly, I'm not sure if that's any long answer, long term, what's best for the Rockets. But the Rockets have a different philosophy than I do. My philosophy basically is to suck. Get as many ping pong balls as you can and end up getting a top three pick. That's my personal opinion on that. Daryl Morey has a different view on it. That's fine. No problem with that whatsoever. Since I'm going to Denver for the women's Final Four, I need to show the ladies some love. There's not much to be mentioned overall. Maryland Terrapins eliminated the defending champions, Texas A&M Aggies, earlier today on Sunday. Aggies had an 18-point lead. Maryland won the game by seven. Do the math. So the Terrapins are still alive. On the women's side, the Bay Lady Bears are still more in the competition. They play the Tennessee Lady Vols Monday night at 6 for one spot in the Final Four. Bears going to win. Lady Vols will have to play a perfect basketball game to even be close in the ball game. Not saying they don't have talent, but Lady Bears are on a mission, and Lady Vols are still much too inconsistent to pull off a shocking victory, especially the way Brittany Griner is steamrolling competition and not dunking on people. She's got two dunks, one in each of the last two games. The first one was one-handed jam in traffic. The second dunk was a two-handed jam on a breakaway on Saturday. So Lady Bears are on a, on a mission. They're on a roll. So good luck to Lady Bears because I, I look forward to seeing them in Denver trying to cut down nets for the second time. I'm going to probably do a podcast or two 
while I'm in Denver. We'll see if I'm able to get a few guests lined up for some podcasts. See how that goes. Play that by ear. I'm not going to promise you streaming. That's probably the summertime or even this upcoming basketball season in the fall. New season starts. How all that plays out. So we'll see how that goes. As always, there's information on the Houston Round Bar View website at HoustonRoundBarView.com. Links to the Guy V. Lewis Award website, which is GuyVLewisAward.org. I've cast my votes for the Women's Players of the Year Awards, All-America Teams. Cast my votes for the Men's Player of the Year Awards, All-America Teams. Since As a member of the United States Basketball Writers Association, as I mentioned in the previous podcast, Kentucky's Anthony Davis, I voted for him as Freshman of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Player of the Year. He's won all three. He's, he's that good. He's well-deserving of each of those three honors. And the Oscar Robinson Award for Play, National Player of the Year will be presented to Anthony in New Orleans by the Big O himself during the Final Four. And that breakfast, I believe, will, I think, take place on uh, Friday, March 30th. So congratulations to Anthony Davis on his outstanding season. And he's got two more games to go, possibly two more wins to get a championship for Coach Cal. And hopefully... In the future, the NCAA won't, won't discover things and take away two more, another uh, out of four appearance for one of Coach Cal's teams. But I, I digress on that. Ladies, matchups. I'm doing great in my picks. ESPN Media Challenge on the women's side. I got to brag a little bit because my men's picks were really horrible in, in the Sweet 16 and Elite 8. My Final Four is looking pretty good. If Carolina is able to beat Kansas, I'll have three of my four Final Four picks on the fella side. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means, you know. But uh, I'm, I'm definitely not. I'm, I'm third in women's side in the ESPN media talent. I am not third. I'm in my in the 20s in the media talent on the fella side at best. And that's just the media. There wasn't that many media participants uh, who signed up. So I might want to consider all the millions of folks who who actually competed in the bracket because I'm far, far away from being near the top any of that. And I think uh, President Obama is, is in the 97 percentile on his picks. I'm like in the 50s. So, but whatever. Going to wrap it up here. Ladies, EBA matchups are almost finalized. Baylor, Tennessee in the Des Moines region, one versus two. Notre Dame, Maryland, and Raleigh region, one versus two. But I thought I was right. It's mostly chalk on the women's side. Stanford, Neko Ogumake. Love saying that name. Ogumake. Scored 39 points in Stanford. Went over South Carolina late, 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 late Saturday night. They're playing uh, Duke in the final of the Fresno region. A one versus two matchup. And the only spot remaining is in the Kingston region. Well, you have uh, Connecticut playing Penn State. Today, right now, followed by Gonzaga playing Kentucky. Still a possibility for a one versus two matchup on that side. So the chance that it'd be all chalk, all ones and twos left in lead eight, that's probably how it's going to go down. And I picked all number ones to get to Denver. So we'll see if, if I'm right. I look forward to seeing you at the Guy V. Lewis Award Banquet on Tuesday, March 27th, at the Bayou City Event Center. Parking is free. We set and start at 7. Dinner starts about 7.30. The Big E Elvinaeus will be speaking. Coach Gavi Lewis himself and his wife will be in attendance as well. Pictures will be taken. Food will be eaten. A good time will be had. So if, if you're interested in coming, 
email on Twitter or you send me a quick email and I'll can let you know if all five spots have been taken. Thank you very much for listening. Tell your friends about the Just KG podcast. Stay tuned. There might be another one coming up in a few days. But stay tuned. Tell your friends about it. Look for it on Twitter, on iTunes, on YouTube. Tell your friends, as always, in conclusion, be true. Be cool. And do more.